Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our enjoyment and experiences of language learning with you. I'm Penny. Hi, I'm Beck. We both live in Australia, we love learning languages, and we love chatting to each other about it. Today, we're going to be talking about something that is very exciting, um, a really exciting event, actually, that happened in Melbourne last weekend. Um, And I think, well, Penny, I don't don't know about you, but I feel like I've been talking to people about this all week. I know. No, it's great. And it's it's so great to... Well, we should say what it is first as well, but also great to see the vibe and, you know, just the activity on online as well. The the feedback's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, yes, to, to actually tell you what we are, what we are talking about was an event called the Language Event Melbourne um, that was on last weekend. So the 21st and the 22nd of September. Um, it was held here in Melbourne um, at the Centre of Adult Education in the city. Um, and it was an event for people who love languages, for people who are interested in languages. It was a weekend of presentations um, and also, I guess, kind of social interaction as well, Um, but just for people who are interested in languages to get together here in Melbourne. I know, so you can see why, you know, we're on a high after that kind of event. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so, So some background, I guess, to how it came about. I mean... Probably some listeners may have heard of Richard Simcott and the Polyglot Conference. Yes. Um, But we got to meet Richard for the first time in real life at this event on the weekend. Um, And he he has has a really cool title, doesn't he, of being a hyper-polyglot? He does, hyper-polyglot. It's pretty... um, Does he use that a lot? Does he call himself a hyper-polyglot? I don't don't know if he I know he gets called one. Yes. Mm. That's true. It is quite a um, – it's a big word. <laughs> I know. But it sounds so exciting. And I guess for, for anyone out there who <laughs> hasn't heard that term before, um, well, a polyglot is somebody who speaks many languages. So a hyper-polyglot, <laughs> someone who speaks <laughs> – Completely out there. Yeah, completely out there, <laughs> lots and lots of languages. Um, and I think Richard has studied about 30 um, languages. Yeah, I think that's that about sounds. I was going to say twenty three. Maybe does he something about? Maybe he feels confident speaking about twenty three. Does that sound right? Ooh, I don't possibly, know. Possibly yes. Um, and he is English originally, um, but currently lives in he lives in Macedonia, um, and uses Macedonian on a on a daily basis. Um, but also speaks his wife is Macedonian, I believe. So they they speak Macedonian at home. Um, and anyway, so going back to, he, he speaks lots of languages, he's very interested in languages and he started the Polyglot Conference, which is another big event, um, for people who love languages that is held in a different location every year. And the next Polyglot Conference is going to be in October, um, in Fukuoka in Japan. Which Beck is very excited to be attending. I can't wait. And we're very excited to hear about I'm it. So, <laughs> I'm so excited. But so I guess, um, this event is a new one, so the one that we've just had in, in Melbourne, um, a totally new event that hasn't happened here before. Um, where So Richard, I believe, um, actually got in contact with a couple of, um, so a girl called Liz, who is based in Canberra, um, who he'd met previously um, 
at another polyglot, uh, I think maybe the polyglot gathering or maybe the polyglot conference. Um, and also another girl called Olivia, who is from Auckland in New Zealand. Um, and basically Richard was here for something else, um, but got in touch with both of them to say, well, actually, I'm going to be in Melbourne and I know you were both interested in running something um, in the region. Would you like to try and organise something in Melbourne for language, for people who are interested in languages? Um, and so that is how this this event came about. And wasn't it fantastic to see so many language lovers, AU people, yes. in at the event, it was. It was so good. So nice to meet a few a few people who we've interacted with online um, in our Facebook group. Um, people who've emailed us before, listened to the podcast. It was so good to um, to chat with a few of those people and meet them face to face for the first time. And it really felt like that we'd met before some of them, didn't oh, it? Like, yeah, I completely agree. I forgot, you know, I haven't met you in real life. I know, I feel like, but guys, we you will know be, who you are. But. <laughs> <laughs> we will be hearing from a few people um, at the end of this episode, won't we, yes. about their um, perspective on the event in Melbourne. So listen through to the end and you'll be able to hear from some other language lovers. So... Richard did a couple of presentations during the weekend at the language event. Um, one that I got to hear was about raising multilingual kids, which was very appropriate, I guess, given that I've just had a baby, my second, and I think, you know, anything that I read or hear about incorporating language into your family, into your children's lives. I'm just like, oh, I just want to know it. I want to soak it all up. Um, so that was a great presentation for me or for the weekend to start off for it me. Was. Yeah, I and I think as well, not being somebody who, who has children, but I loved that his um, his he had a real focus, I think, in his presentation about being quite reasonable about how you, how you decide mm. to approach this too. It wasn't, you know try to teach your kids as many as many languages as you can and and all sorts of languages from everywhere it was very much think about which languages might be relevant to your you know are they relevant to your family because part of your family speaks a language that you would like to you would like your children to be able to share in that interaction that communication or do you live somewhere where it means that it's um it means that it's it's relevant and and worthwhile for your child to be able to speak a language that's in the in the region or in the area. It was very like quite quite practical um, and uh, yeah, very very reasonable. I think in in his reasons for um, deciding to teach a child or to promote languages um, among the children in your family. I love that he said too that you know you don't know if your kid's going to grow up loving languages mm. just because you love them doesn't mean your child will. Um, so that, that stuck with me as well. And, you know, just by exposing your kids to different things like languages, it means that you're giving them the opportunity to embrace language learning themselves in the future if they choose to. And I thought that was, that was really nice takeaway as well. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a great way had to start. A f- a fabulous presentation following on um, on the first day from our very own Beck as well. Aww, thanks, Pam. <laughs> um, I was cheering loudly. No, it was it was it was really 
really good topic you chose, Beck. It was um, Beck's presentation was about how to have a language immersion experience at home. Well, in your own city. Yes, without having um, without having to travel. Maybe. Without having to travel, yeah. that's a better title, is it? Um, yeah, and I just love the I love the concept because you know I'm a, a travel addict, so. <laughs> This was a really good presentation for me to think about it in a different way. Yeah. Well, I think like think. for me, it was just that, um, you know, especially in Australia, I think we we can't always travel to, to learn as much as we'd all love to be able to go on immersion trips, which would be awesome. We'd love to be able to go on immersion trips, you know, once a year or, um, you know, or more <laughs> than that. But every month, practically, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know, it can be expensive to travel out of Australia. Um, well, it can be expensive to travel anywhere. Um, but also you need you need a bit of time to do that too. And so it's nice to sometimes be able to create your own um, opportunities to practice the language that you're learning um, a little bit closer to home. So, yeah, that was what my, my presentation was all about and is very much related to, I guess, the language workshops that we run through Language Lovers AU as well. And that, that was fantastic. I think people are really, really interested to hear about those events and how – they can either join an event or incorporate the concept into their daily, weekly language learning. Yep, agreed. So, well done, Beck. Oh, thanks, Penny. Um, the, if there was a few other highlights from Saturday as well, I know that um, Nicole did a presentation on Esperanto, which I know nothing about, which you probably know way more about now that you well, got to listen to Nicole's yeah, presentation. I, I certainly know more about Esperanto now than I did before. So um, this was a, a great little presentation from um, Nicole Elsa, which, yes, admittedly beforehand, I knew basically nothing about Esperanto. I did know that it was a constructed language. So for anybody who hasn't heard of Esperanto before, um, it is a constructed language um, that was, uh, I guess, created um, in the... 1800s um, and it is a language that well interestingly Nicole was really um, was really telling us all that it's actually very easy to learn apparently so it does um, it's apparently got lots of uh, sort of prefixes and suffixes um, to stems that help you to create different parts of speech so um, like there is a particular suffix I think for adjectives um, and there is a particular suffix for creating something that is related to a place. Um, so anyway, really, really interesting, something I didn't know very much about before at all, um, but now I know a little bit more. So yeah, oh, really interesting fantastic. presentation. Oh, great. Um, the other presentation from the first day was about Mundo Lingo. Yeah, and that's, that's right. something else that, you know, I haven't heard much about. About, but what did Serene have to say about Mundolingo? So Mundolingo, um, again, for anyone who doesn't or hasn't heard of Mundolingo before, they run language exchange events um, regularly in in cities. So it started in Argentina, I believe, um, and now they're all around the world. So um, Serene, who was the, um, the girl who presented on this in Melbourne, she runs the Melbourne Mundolingo kind of chapter I suppose and they have um, regular evenings I think it's twice a week where at a different bar in Melbourne they um, people just get together um, and you can talk to people in languages that you're learning and they have this kind of this quite cool system of um, 
flag stickers um, where you get the so the flag for your native language is the one that goes first on top on your on your on your t-shirt or on your top or whatever um, and then you put the languages that you are then comfortable speaking or that you want to speak um, kind of in order below that so people always know like at a glance um, what language is your mother tongue um, and then also quickly afterwards um, which language is your happy to try and speak with other people too which is quite cool I I loved wearing the flags on the weekend it was it was really fun wasn't it (laughs) yeah it was but I totally understood as soon as we were all because so everybody who came to the language event in Melbourne everyone had the Mundo Lingo flags on all day and it was quite cool to see how like straight away you could just look around the room and you already knew what languages people were learning which was awesome yep you don't have to go through the whole like, oh, what languages are you learning? <laughs> that yeah. whole like conversation. It was just like, oh, you already know. And then it's like, cool, you speak French. Like, do you want to speak some French together? And then you could have a chat if you wanted to. I know. I think it was great. Great concept. Yeah, such a cool idea, hey? So then after that, that was that was the last presentation for Saturday. Um, and then uh, a few of us went out and had some drinks afterwards and got some dinner. So it sort of carried on a little bit after that and was nice because it was very um, – and just a, a really like social evening um, afterwards. Um, and then we had more things on, more presentations on Sunday as well. Um, and so I, I wasn't there for the for the rest of the weekend, but um, from what I've heard from, from you, Beck, there was a great range of presentations on the Sunday as well, including um, from Mandy from the um, ACT who was talking about languages in Canberra. Um, yes. and Richard also did another presentation about more about adult language learning. Was that correct? More? Yeah, exactly. It was more about kind of, uh, I guess, language learning habits, um, and the choices that you might make as a language learner, as an adult, why you might decide to learn a language, what your motivations are, and then also about kind of goal setting and where to go to from there. Mm. Um, which was really good. I think some really good reminders for all of us as well about how to actually visualize um, language learning too and and the process of learning languages as an adult. Um, There was this really good image actually that he brought up and we might have to talk about this in a little more detail um, in another episode because I really really liked it Um, and I think that it was just such a nice way of describing uh, languages and learning them from Richard. Um, But... You know, I think often we sort of see learning a language as this, like this ultimate goal of like, I'm going to become, <laughs> I'm going to become fluent. And, and that's like the, the peak of a, it's like the top of Mount Everest. And I can see the little flag flying like at the top of the, at the top of the peak and I'm going to get there and there's, and I'm right at the bottom now, but like, I'm going to have to work out some way to get up this like enormous peak so that I can get to that flag. <laughs> um, and he sort of described actually thinking of it less like that and more like a series of islands where you can move progressively from island to island where each island kind of has maybe that's like a focus or a grammar point or a, a, a particular subject that you want to talk about in the language that you're learning um, and that basically you kind of build yourself bridges to get along from one island to the next and then you can move between them and you might you know you learn a little bit more you move on to a new island you might go back to one that you've already been to and you kind of revise that a little bit or you learn some more about that particular topic Um, and I kind of really liked the that that didn't involve this this peak 
this sort of image of something that's very high up that's really hard to get to and really difficult but actually was like oh no it's lots of small steps mm. um mm. that are quite um sort of I don't know, flat <laughs> in that yep. I don't know if that's the right word to describe it but you know incremental achievable <laughs> yeah exactly achievable incremental steps um to get from place to place rather than considering it as this like just enormous colossal Slog. feat mm. yeah yeah exactly yeah um so I thought that was great and yeah we might have to talk about that a little bit more I feel like we might need you really cool to idea. replicate that in a visual way <laughs> I know. Put I know. your design yeah. skills to work, Beck. <laughs> I know. Agreed. No, it's very like for visual learners like myself. Um, I loved this concept too because it just immediately in my mind, as soon as I saw this picture of you know little islands all over the place, I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly how we should be doing it. Totally, I get it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, really, that was a cool second presentation from from Richard. Um, that was also followed by a great. A really fantastic presentation from Sarah Lobagaga de Rodriguez. I hope I'm pronouncing her surname correctly. Lobagaga de Rodriguez, um, who is a speech pathologist. Um, and she did a fantastic presentation that was all about the voice and how the voice works um, and how we use that in different languages for pronunciation. See, that sounds really interesting too. I love that it was, you know, Sarah, as a speech um, pathologist, comes with with you know a different background, perhaps to some of some of us. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think it sounds like you got a lot from that presentation. Yeah, it was it was really good to hear. Like, I mean, again, something I'd never really thought about before, more technically and physically, how the voice works. Um, and I think that was what was I think for like most of us in the room we hadn't really thought about that before so it was great to hear from her um a bit to understand a little bit more about how your voice physically functions um but then yeah also how we manipulate it to to make different sounds um and also she is like a trained opera singer too so she was oh, sort wow. of bringing mm. um you know singing into it as well and how, how that is related it was a yeah a great presentation from oh, Sarah. really interesting i feel like yeah, there's a really whole other episode on that topic alone as well Mm. yeah agreed and so how did Sunday wrap up what was um what was the final presentation so then finally um there was a presentation from Professor um Gilad Zuckerman he's based at the University of Adelaide um and he works mostly on language revival um so actually sort of I guess bringing back languages reclaiming and reviving languages that he would describe as sleeping beauties so otherwise um people might you know sometimes people talk about them as dying languages but um yeah he sort of describes them as as sleeping um and he's worked a lot with indigenous communities um on how to revive uh yeah how to revive languages that um have been I guess over time um very much well not supported um and so that's meant that they have started the process of of dying away um but he helps communities to to bring them back and to revitalize them and document them um so that was really interesting too and he has Mm. yeah really interesting and for anybody who is interested in that at all um he did a presentation at the polyglot conference um a few years ago um and you can find that presentation online um on youtube and I'm sure we'll pop up some info on yeah, we'll pop it in the, the websites notes. as well. Yeah. Oh, that sounds exactly. great. Yeah. Oh, what so a super weekend. 
Exactly. It was, I mean, a really great range of presentations, um, all on quite different things, to be honest. And I think that was, it made for a really interesting and just diverse um, section of things to, to talk about too. So we've talked about this in a past podcast episode um, where we've, you know, espoused our love of events and, you know, what the benefits are of attending events. But I think now having had the chance to attend my first in-person, in-real-life language event, admittedly I was only there for a few hours, but I have to say it was it was really fantastic and all those um, – Benefits we talked about, you know, in terms of um, being around like-minded people and having other people who kind of get, you know, love of language learning um, can't be under understated, I don't think. Do you, do you feel the same, Beck? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think, like, so it was the same time, the same, um, sorry, experience for me too, being my first sort of, you know, language lover's sort of an event where lots of people who are interested in languages could come together and yeah I think that you're absolutely right you can't underestimate how nice it is to be able to just talk to people who are interested in the same things as you Um, you know languages and being interested in languages in general is not the most common interest Um, but it certainly is a cool one we certainly think so Um, and yeah to be able to chat to other people about their experiences, the languages that they're learning, the travel that they've done, what has driven them to learn different languages um, and, and all of the things that come around that. I mean, even when we we're talking about Sarah's presentation before about the voice and how that works, like, you know, topics like that in relation to language too and pronunciation and and the, the challenges and sometimes the struggles, but also the, you know, the exciting points too when you finally manage to roll your R's or <laughs> yeah. you know things like that it was it's really great to be able to share that that joy with people about um the the things you've managed to overcome the things you've learnt, um the, All new the things you're still struggling with as well that's that's yeah, yeah exactly nice, that's right a nice way to share <laughs> share struggles yeah I completely agree so yeah it was really a really nice opportunity to meet um, some other Australian language lovers, hey? I know. And, you know, super, super lucky that that um, we got to attend and it was in our home city as well. Um, a lot of people from interstate came to Melbourne though, yes. didn't they, for the event? I was really impressed with Which was everyone's super cool. travelling. Um, and I know you, you had, you know, chats with everyone about how much they were enjoying it and how how great it would be to see events in the future so is the general word on the street watch this space you know we'd love something else to happen or what's what's the word yeah. I think I think that is the general word on the street yeah <laughs> so um there was a bit of a, a bit of a discussion at the end of Sunday um that was kind of a, you know a bit of a roundtable discussion about how how we can try and do something like this again um led by the um, Liz and Olivia, who were the two girls who organised this with Richard. Um, so the the sentiment is definitely, yes, we would love to have something regular like this um, in the region in general. Um, so do watch this space. Um, we will certainly be keeping our um, our, our ear to the <laughs> – what, what do you say? The, our ear on the beat? Our, our, our ear to the ground? <laughs> Our ear to the ground, that's it. That's what I was looking for. Our, our, ear, our ear to the ground um, and we'll be keeping everyone posted on whether 
um, hopefully if and when something mm. like this happens again yeah, for sure. um, in Australia or nearby. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Well, um, we will now pass over to some of the attendees who were with us at the language event Melbourne on the weekend. My name is Richard Simcott. I'm originally from the United Kingdom and I live in Skopje in the Republic of North Macedonia. And I'm here today at the language event in Melbourne. I spent a week in Melbourne enjoying the beautiful city, speaking to all of the fantastically diverse communities around the city in various languages. And at the event itself, it's been really super just to meet other people who love language and whether they're learning their first or their 31st language. Basically, it's just been a real honor to spend time with other people who are so passionate about what they're doing in the language world and to learn from all the different journeys that we're all going on. And also, the presentations have been particularly interesting. We've had a great mix of really different speakers uh, speaking on different topics, and just now we finished the last session which was all about how the voice works and all the different ways of making the sounds from IPA to the actual physical way we produce sounds and that was super interesting. Hi there, uh, I'm Olivia, I'm one of the organisers of the language event Melbourne and I'm actually based in New Zealand in Auckland. Um, I put this event together because Richard got in touch with me and Liz, who's based in Canberra, and he said, "Would you? I'm going to be in Melbourne, would you like to organise an event around my visit? And we were so excited because, of course, who wouldn't want to host Richard Simcott? Um, and it's been a really cool weekend, very stimulating. My brain is on fire, and um, I'm really keen to organise more of these events in the Southern Hemisphere. So we're looking for people who want to join in on this adventure and do more language events in this area. Hi, my name's Madison. I'm from Melbourne. Um, I've really enjoyed coming to the language event in Melbourne. Um, I really enjoyed Richard's talk yesterday about um, raising children in a multilingual environment. Um, I don't have children myself, but it's something that I definitely want to do in the future. So it was very interesting um, and kind of changed my perception um, of the whole thing a little bit as well. So, yeah, it's been great. My name's Fran, I'm from the central coast of New South Wales. I really enjoyed the Melbourne language event, just oh, can't pick a favourite talk, there are too many, too many good points from them all, but what I have enjoyed is meeting, uh, was it like-minded people, that you can actually talk about your language and your experience and they're not going glazed eyes and getting bored, just um, being here really enjoying it now, it's worthwhile coming to. Hi, I'm Tavi and I'm from France but living in Brisbane at the moment and one thing I loved about the weekend is being in the same room as people who share this crazy passion for language that's slightly addicted, uh, addictive and that no one else outside our world seems to get um, and embracing imperfect action when we tackle languages because it's not something we need to do perfectly all the time. Hello, my name is Chiara. I'm Italian, but at the moment I'm working here in Melbourne. Um, well, this event is such a nice occasion to meet new people, 
to make connections. I've already spoken Spanish a lot um, and I'm learning about you know, how you use your voice, how you can improve language learning. So many interesting things and environments like Mundolingo, uh, which are great. So yeah, it's been a very nice Sunday so far. Hi, my name is Lori. I'm from Canada, but I moved to Australia a long time ago, like 17 years ago. <laughs> and um, I've really enjoyed um, coming to the conference this week, especially the part on, what was it called? The um, oh, the opera singer. What was her name? Can you splice Sarah. this? You can- <laughs> With Sarah, when she did the um, sort of all the acoustic stuff and the pronunciation. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I really could use someone, a speech pathologist, to help me with like my trilled R's and things like that. So yeah, I really, really have enjoyed it and meeting everyone. Hi, my name is Nicole. I came from Sydney, but I was born in France. And I enjoyed meeting other people who love learning languages. And my favorite lang- language is Esperanto because it's easier to learn than other languages and it gives a fair communication. Oh, hello, my name's Mandy and I'm from Canberra and I've had a very good weekend. I didn't really know what to expect, but there's such a range of different topics, all to do with language and also the chance to chat with other people in the languages we know. So that was really good. So thank you to all of the um, participants and attendees from the language event Melbourne um, who spoke to us um, and willingly uh, recorded something for us to let us know how you found the event, what it was like and your experiences. We really appreciate it. It's so good to be able to hear um, everybody's experiences. I loved hearing from everyone as well because... um it just gave such a great kind of wrap up to the whole event, especially because I didn't get to talk to as many people and Becky did a great job interviewing everyone. So thank you very much for that. And thank you to all of us, uh, all of us, all of you for joining us on Language Chats. Um, Language Chats is part of a larger project, which we started called Language Lovers AU, where we are building a community of people who are interested in languages in Australia. Check out our website if you haven't already and subscribe to our mailing list at languagelovers.com.au. You can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook, Language Lovers AU. Um, And also, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave us a review. It helps other language lovers to find find out a little bit about us. Thank you. See you next time.